conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at the Cartoon Fair. Days past. Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Squeak, squeak, I say. Uh-huh. Squeak, yep. squeak. Today will not be the first time we've spoken of mice. No. We haven't spoken of, like, the King Mouse, uh-huh. the Emperor Mouse, uh, Emperor Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Emperor, like, Conqueror Mickey. Pretty much. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean. Mickey, yeah. The ultimate colonizer. Oh, for sure. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Let's lay all the blame on the cartoon. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is, we're not talking about him. No. There's a lot of mice. You know how much I've encountered mice in my life? How much? Not nearly as much as cartoons would have me believe I should. Uh. <laughs> because it's like cats, dogs. Yeah, I see them all the time. Yeah. I own both. Yeah. But mice are treated in cartoons like they're the third alternative to a thing uh. you might have in the You're house. Right. Like, You're and right. I've just so rarely seen mice except for in a biology class, probably dead, and being fed to a snake, which uh-huh. I don't want either of those. I like yeah, mice. They're right. cute. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. cute, right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've I've ran into issues with mice before, and uh, no, no bueno. Really, you've clashed with mice? Oh, for sure. Yeah, in my childhood home, we had we had a little mouse issue oh, there, and it drove us into the ground. Like you guys had to abandon the house? No, 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 no. We <laughs> we just had to load up with uh, you know with the glue traps and oh the, no and the snap traps and oh uh, man, oh buddy, God. Well, uh-huh. thanks for taking us to the darkest place <laughs> we could go. No, I know. Hey but, hey, but back to Mickey Mouse, though. I know, back to Mickey I, Mouse. I know that mice do cause problems. Yeah, and they're I just, a nuisance. They are, can be a nuisance, and we just need to find a, a peaceful way to agree with them on when they're able to visit the house. And, uh-huh. you know, like, I, I when's the last time you saw, like, a mouse hole at the bottom of a wall? You know, like, just cut out perfectly like Tom and Jerry. In the baseboard, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe if I did that, me and the mice could come to an agreement here. Uh-huh. Yep. Just yeah. get a lawyer. He, he get his lawyer. You get yours. Exactly. And just, yeah. Share the house. Uh-huh. Pretty much. It's their house, too. Yeah. It's their land. Well, that's just that's a little lighter. I like that. I like yeah. what we did there. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Forget the other part. <laughs> well, Let me wipe my tears off real quick. <laughs> now, the thing is, mice, for the most part, they are innocent. I mean, like, which Jerry, of course, is the mouse being chased by Tom. Yeah. I was about to ask which one it is. Tomcat, clearly. Uh. <laughs> you know, he is responding to a predator, much like Bugs Bunny responding to a hunter. It's like anything you do to the hunter it's okay. Yeah. I saw that movie Prey, the new Predator movie. Uh-huh. Anything they did to the Predator was okay. I never felt bad for the Predator because <laughs> he's hunting them. Yep. But not all mice are created equally. Maybe the way God made them mm-hmm. equally. Sure. Born normal. <laughs> all of them are just born mice. I've never encountered a mouse that was notable. Yeah. You know, that's a standout mouse yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they usually have a forgettable face, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same face. <laughs> but what if man recreates mice. Oh, and like splice their genes? Yes. Ge- mm. Their genes have been spliced. Splice, yeah. Today we're talking about some special mice. We're talking about Pinky and the Brain. They're Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius. The other's insane. In laboratory mice. Their genes have been spliced. They're Pinky. They're Pinky and the Brain. Brain, Brain, Brain. Arf! They admit right there in the theme song that their genes have been spliced. Spice. Like, this is like if you're checking an FBI file or some kind of congressional hearing. It's uh-huh. like, yes, we admit their genes have been spliced. 
these mics have been on the receiving end of some uh-huh. gene splicing yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe some gene slamming. Yeah, they're, they're, they're no strangers to centrifuge. All right. <laughs> you know, if you just put mice in a centrifuge and you spin them around, something in there is going to get, it's like shaking up a Coca-Cola uh-huh. can. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to get something. <laughs> No surprises. If you don't know who Pinky and the Brain are, first get on Hulu. Everything related to Pinky and the Brain is on hey, Hulu. Well, I got I got Hulu. <laughs> and boy do I got it. You know, you got to squeeze every red cent out of your thousand dollar a month <laughs> subscription to Hulu with this uh-huh. one. All of the cartoons we watched for this episode are on Hulu. Yes, sir. All of them. See, it pays to be me. I mean, I have a Hulu subscription <laughs> that's not the amount that you pay, and I still got to watch them. Listen, like you said, you <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know when you're going to need to watch that college football That's game. That's right. You never know. In the know. state that you don't know. Yeah. You, you never know when you might want to watch NCIS Houston in the middle of an episode because you're bored. I do kind of miss that stuff. That's I have enjoyed watching stuff with commercial breaks recently. So I do kind of like the idea of turning on TV and be like, hey, what's on right now? If you don't know who they are, one, check Hulu. Yep. They got it for you. But here's here's the skinny. Oh, okay. They're two laboratory mice. Named after body parts, apparently, uh-huh. a brain and a pinky. Yep. The gene splicing has led to, uh, in Pinky's case, he's uh-huh. a, he's kind of a skinny, lanky mouse, and they say he's insane. Uh, he just seems to be kind of dumb and easily yeah. distractible. <laughs> right. So if that and makes, random, that's like a 1950s uh, definition of crazy. Uh-huh. I, that's not that's not how we do that anymore. We're so small, and we're practically the size of mice brain. We are mice, Pinky. Oh right. Well, there you are then. And he likes to say, or maybe he doesn't even know that he's saying them, words like narf. Narf, narf, <laughs> narf. But the brain seems to have benefited more. From the splicing he, itself. Yeah, from the splicing yep. because yep. He, he now has, he got a big old head. Oh, yeah. And that head full of brain. He's, he's very smart. Uh-huh. He is a genius. <laughs> um, he doesn't have like telepathy or anything like that. Uh, that's a different thing. But he's very smart. He could probably move, you know, he could probably move stuff with his, with his mind, maybe. I don't know. I feel like he would have to get some more gene splicing. <laughs> one more, one yeah. more round. He does have an inflated ego that came with the bigger brain. Yep. So he he thinks he should be in charge of the world. He wants to conquer the world. I'm not just another one of their sad and pitiful rodents suitable for nothing better than inane experiments. Okay, how do yep. I relate to this guy? <laughs> well, you you'll see. Okay, watch the show. You'll see. Um, but they're trapped in a cage a lot of the time. Yep. And every night, Brain is scheming, how am I going to take over the world? He takes inspiration from things in the room, uh-huh. stuff, <laughs> you know, test tubes. I'm surprised test tubes aren't often part and of it. because they, they always go back to the lab, though. They, they're, they're, always, they're always in always the lab. Back. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, you know, you get fed there. You get the little, like, bottle, the water oh, yeah, bottle. Yeah, yep. the little nipple, yep. The thing you use, like, for baby goats. <laughs> it's adorable when they do it. Not when I do it, apparently. <laughs> they're never successful. So back to the lab they go. Which lab? Well, it's a Warner Brothers cartoon. Oh, baby, it's Acme. Acme Labs, where I assume they design everything that Wiley e. Coyote like orders out of a catalog. Uh-huh. Like he's been keeping them in business for, for years sure. and years and years. There's just a storage unit behind the actual lab. <laughs> we have robot arms and plungers and torpedoes, magnets, you goggles, got the, uh, the anvils. It's not a nice place because one, they're giving coyotes their implements their to hunt machines. down birds. Yeah, well, yep. it always turns back on them. So I yes. guess. <laughs> It equals out. But they are splicing those genes. They are experimenting on mice. Now, you never see the experiments done on these two mice. That's, right. a, that's a good choice on their part. <laughs> I, I, I support it. 
because it is a kid's cartoon. Uh-huh. But animal experimentation, I'm sure it still goes on, but it's a very 90s subject. One, it was in the news a lot. Like, I feel like that's when I became aware of PETA. Right. People like letting animals out of their cages in labs wherever uh-huh. they've been experimented on for makeup where they Ra- take. Yeah, rabbits. Yeah, getting the perfume. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And gremlins, too. There's yes, a whole yes, half the reason right. you have the movie is because they have in this office building yep. a place where they're experimenting on animals. Uh-huh. And the creators, they don't even try to deny it. Again, yeah, they no, say no, it, Yeah, no beating around the bush. It's in sure. the theme song, and that's the only time they'll mention it. Yep. Uh, the writer-producer, Peter Hastings, on the show, he just comes right out in this interview and, and faces it mm-hmm. head on. Initially, I thought with Pink in the Brain, they're, they're in this lab and... You know, they're lab mice. I mean, what, what's happening in that lab? I think they've done some experiments on these guys. And we thought, well, maybe they're going to do experiments on these guys every week and they're going to have different powers each week. But uh, we felt that perhaps vivisection isn't the best way to go for a kid's show. That's why he's making the big bucks. <laughs> Decisions like we're not going to show animals being dissected on screen. <laughs> But it reminded me of just thinking about mice in labs against their will being changed. Well, they some of those deserve that. Oh, man. You and I will just never agree on this subject, Travis. We never have. You're always saying that these animals did something to deserve it. You can't disprove, can you? I mean, mean, they got to be in there for a reason, right? Yeah, that's you. That's you right now. I just, it brings to mind the biker mice from Mars. Yeah. Because yeah. they all were captured and experimented on and turned into superhumans. Bionic, yeah. Bionic <laughs> monsters, yeah. But in, in war, like there needs to be a support group for these mice that have been <laughs> changed tortured, this way. Yes. Souls. They have a lot to deal with. And also, I imagine these things break down over time. You get your genes spliced enough, you get enough bionic implants, uh-huh. you're going to be feeling that by age 40. Oh, for sure. Or Can't, whatever the yeah, equivalent is. going to creep up on you. Now, If you're in the know, and you probably are, Mm -hmm. Pinking the Brain did not start off as their own solo idea, just loose in the world, showing up on Fox Kids or what have you on their own. They first popped up as a little slice of a cartoon we've covered before, Animaniacs. It's time for Animaniacs. And we don't have to rehash the whole thing, but I don't love Animaniacs. (laughs) I don't have a lot of love for them in my heart. I respect them, uh, but I don't have a lot of love for them. Travis, you... I had a lot of love. You have a lot of love. A lot to give but for But no yeah. respect for no them. No respect, you yeah. Have absolutely no respect yeah, for spit them. on them. All their faces. <laughs> and they had so... They had dozens of segments that yep. were a part of that show. Yep. And this is one of them. Yep. Looking back on it, it kind of is like a variety show. Yeah. I, I, I mean, with cartoons, like, you didn't know which other... Besides the Warners, who you might see that week. Pinky and the Brain were on there quite a bit. But they were trying to populate the show with these segments, and the producers and writers had to bring this idea to an executive producer, a man whose name is technically in the show title, depending on where you see it printed up. (laughs) You see it in Animaniacs. You see it in Tiny Toon Adventures. You may have heard of him. His name is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, I never heard of him. Yeah, I'm drawing get, a blank. Get on IMDb and type in Steven, and he will be the first <laughs> Steven that starts to come up. I'm pretty sure. Steven Spielberg in the 90s is about as big as it gets, right? For like, sure. At the height of his powers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it is easy to think that he just like, oh, let's just create some cartoons. I'll let someone else do that, and I'll slap my name on it. We'll go from there. No, nah, he was there. No, he was, he was in involved. It. Yeah. Tom Ruger, who was a producer on the show, worked on Tiny Toon Adventures, says... At Amblin at the time, anything else that was supposed to go to Spielberg would go through this chain of people, any movie or TV show. But the cartoon stuff just went right to him. 
He was in Poland shooting Schindler's List, and then he'd finish his shooting day, and then he had some satellite hookup where he's listening to the music for Jurassic Park that's being scored by John Williams, and then he would watch the cartoon tapes. Schindler's List, that, that old lighthearted. I know. Uh, the, the left turns, the hard <laughs> left turns you have to make doing Schindler's List all day, and then you're like, let me review some Tiny Toon Adventures <laughs> promos. Probably Complete opposites, man. I know. And then Jurassic Park, John Williams music. I mean, it is what a wild life he was leading at that time. <laughs> but I mean, that's that is so I'm not even surprised to hear it. But it is so cool to me. He was on a roll in the 90s. Generally, he's been on a roll pretty oh. much his whole life, at least starting <laughs> with his career. Right. Um, but between Tiny Toon Adventures and the last Pinky and the Brain tune, which came much later, Spielberg made Hook, which I have a lot of love for. Hell yeah. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's just, I have a lot of love for that. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, another not so great one, Amistad, and Saving Private Ryan. He was able to make all of these movies and executive produce these great cartoons that shape, truly shaped a generation. Mind blown. If, guys, go look up. His name is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> And get on IMDb. You will be surprised at what you see. S T E V E N. Not is he a Steve? Is he a Steve with a V? Yeah, it's Steve with a V. Man, what a cool guy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no you pH. If you're Steven with a pH, get down to Ooh. the judge and tell him you need it changed. Bad look, because you only got Carpenter uh, backing you up. You know, Stephen Carpenter. Is who's, that a name? Who's Stephen Carpenter? I don't know. <laughs> do you mean Do you mean John Carpenter? I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> For some reason, he he switched to Steve. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Man, I'm gonna. T- I, I really like John Carpenter as a character, but him with the name Steve Carpenter really changes. Somehow that makes him a jovial goof off. Uh huh. When you put it with Carpenter, Steve, Steve Carpenter. Carpenter, and his name is in every movie that he makes. So it's like Steve Carpenter's Halloween. Steve oh, Carpenter's man. The Fog. Steve Carpenter. That was a, man, I, I, dude. I, I would have bet my house on that one, bro. I'm glad it passed. And you didn't uh, yeah, because same I would own your house now. You would. You would. And I'd be living with you. It, w- it would be a horrific <laughs> event. Not unlike Steve Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing, which I saw in theaters recently. Uh-huh. Steve Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, and it was incredible. If you Hell get the yeah. chance to see that movie in a theater. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you went to that. It. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's great. Steve Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the fact that Animal testing, animal experimentation was in the air. Genes were just having a moment oh, in the 90s. Yeah. Yep. That's all swirling around in our brains as, as collectively as a nation. Yeah. <laughs> but what else? Why did this happen? Why did this show happen? Because it's a special show. It, a lot of people love this. I feel like this might have more pop culture cachet than Animaniacs. It's it's easier to point to these two characters, Pinky and Brain. Yeah. My mom could probably point them out and say who they are. Yeah. If you, if you presented her with the Warner Brothers and the sister, I, it, she'd just kind of throw her hands up and say, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's what my mom sounds like. I don't know. So I, you know, wh- where did it come from? It came from two producers on Tiny Toon Adventures who worked with Tom Ruger, a producer on Animaniacs. He observed these two producers, Eddie Fitzgerald and Tom Menton, and just thought that they were characters. He just saw people in his life and said, these guys deserve to be immortalized <laughs> uh-huh. somehow. Uh, Menton was kind of schemy and brainy. And Fitzgerald, actually, he was kooky, would back him up on everything, and actually said the word narf. Narf! Narf! Just like Pinky. That's where that shit came from. That wasn't an invention of Rob Paulson, the voice actor. So he just stuck with it. Yeah. And an animator working on Animaniacs at the time while they were developing the show 
made a drawing, like a caricature of Fitzgerald and Menton, the two producers. And then Ruger, the producer, just added mouse ears and a nose to each one of them. And they're like, we, we found it. <laughs> That's it. They, they, just, they just showed up. It's like they just popped out of the womb, just ready to rumble. They sort of arrived fully realized within the first few weeks of working on them, we had their catchphrases, we had their look, we had their goal to take over the world. I even jotted down a quick song and then we went over to Stephen, and then we pitched all these different ideas, and I sang the song. Stephen, can we have a $5 million budget for the music? <laughs> is it, well, sing me the song. Prove it to me. Is it a good song? If it's yeah. a good song, just sing it to me, and I'll know. He pulls his checkbook out first. He's like, all right, sing it. <laughs> I'm going to start with S-T-E-V, uh-huh. and then I'll continue the better it gets. Uh, yeah, that's it's cool when something like that happens. Yeah, I mean, sometimes awesome, you man. have to slave. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of work to put it they put into it ultimately. But when something just is, it's like you discover something that already exists. Yeah. You just happen to unearth pinky and also the brain. It's a beautiful thing. It's man. a beautiful thing. I love it. And that theme song, what does a good cartoon theme song do? It's catchy info dump. And it, it tells you what, yep. what you need to know so that there is no info dump in the cartoon. Uh-huh. They just tell you, teenage Mutant Ninja turtles. We all know who does machines. <laughs> and in this case, who does machines? It's Brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Brain does the machines. Yeah. He's a genius. The other one's insane. I don't agree with that. I think Pinky's just real dumb. <laughs> you are touched. By God. <laughs> what a what a <laughs> euphemism that we had. They're t- oh, he's touched. He's touched. He was given a gift of being sweetly stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> you feed him a candy, he'll just do anything you say. <laughs> now, who would bring to life? These these creatures that had just been birthed onto the page, thanks to real life producers and animators and other producers adding draw. I, I hope that that animator wasn't angry when the other guy, the producer, just came in and drew over his cartoon. Oh, yeah, that he did. Right? yeah, this would be better. It's like, oh, I don't know. Um, well, they found a couple of real professionals, uh-huh. guys who did a lot of work then and have continued to work a lot ever since. It's true of any of these shows, like the voice actors bring a lot and it would not be the same without the people that you put in these roles. But this show, it is imperative because so much of it is about just these two guys. It's a two hander. Oh, you yeah. got to deal with these two. And luckily, they made the right call. Pinky was played by a guy who's been all over our show uh-huh. ever since we covered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles way back when, many times since then, a fellow named Rob Paulson. None other. None other than Raphael. On TMNT. Yep. Also played Yakko, the talkie animaniac. I just thought I'll try something bizarre. I mean, the, the, the competition for the work on a show like that, as I recall, was like, it was like a six-week audition. Very long. I had been so inspired and, and stole so much stuff from the goons and Peter Sellers and the pythons that I thought, well, let's just throw something out there and see what sticks. You know, he had those giant buck teeth, so I thought maybe if I might... His eyes uh, very soft and very yeah. difficult, but I, and I, I mean, I could have done him like this too, you know, not necessarily English, but I did for whatever reason. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's something that I think as a kid I didn't even really think about. Not at that all. That he had an English accent. Obviously, he does. Uh-huh. But it's just so, it's just such a perfect character. Yeah. Like there is no other voice you would want to come out of that mouse. There's no other perfect representation of the sweet stupidity of. 
this character Pinky and Rob Paulson just boiled it down and, mm-hmm. and made it happen. It, it, it's cool to hear all, like that process. Is you it? know, I like it, man. It's fun. I, it's funny because you hear in that clip him talking about basically like, he's a working actor. At that time, I imagine he was less established. Yeah. So it's like, and this is one of the biggest projects out there. It's a Steven. Steven. Yeah, it's a Steven. Steve. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a Stevie and not Wonder. <laughs> and not Carpenter. <laughs> not, not Steve Carpenter's Animaniacs. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> to hear him talk about how to even get a callback, make yourself noticeable. Don't just do a good job of the norm. Make a bold choice. You hear that a lot. Like show up in a rat outfit, buddy. <laughs> show up with a threat painted on your bare chest <laughs> towards Steven Spielberg. A bomb. Yeah, you got a bomb strapped to your chest. Exactly. But show up and make like a really strong choice where he's yeah. like, I'm going to play up the teeth thing and that stuff. And then obviously there was a lot more to it ultimately, but he can so easily meld from one to the other. It's just masterclass material. Yeah. So that's Pinky. Yep. That's Pinky. That's Pinky. <laughs> hey. uh, you got Pinky. Pinky. That's, Pink, that's Pinky being Pinky, man. Here's the thing. He's he's a, he's not even a complicated character. He's a character with depth, but it's easy to get Pinky. Yeah. So wash your hands often because it's easy to get Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I had Pinky one time. It uh-huh. re- my eye hurt so bad. Have you ever had Pinky before? Yeah, Pinky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. It's rough. It is. No, listen. And when you got little kids, man, you you get Pinky like get, uh, like once a year. That's right. It's next level. And the one time I had Pinky. Uh-huh. It, I was in my 30s. It was only a few years ago. And I let people at work know through Slack. And like the reaction I got was not sympathy. It was, ew, gross. Okay, go take care of that. What? You're not even around me. Like I'm a fucking leper. <laughs> just because I got pinky. I didn't like take somebody's dump and just rub it in my eye. Come on. The pinkies are the most looked down upon. Uh-huh. Well, no, staff too. Oh, staff too, bro. I got that. They're both just, being, you know, it's just no bueno. Yeah. The assumption is like, okay, so you are unclean in your daily life. Your yeah. hygiene sucks uh-huh. and you're around dirty things and people. You live with mice. <laughs> <laughs> and you like it. And yeah. you love it. Yep. Yeah. I I was in wrestling in high school and I ended up with like ringworm one time and uh-huh. staff. And it's like you're in a sweaty room with a bunch of teenage boys. Nobody's fucking showering enough anyway. And that shit makes the rounds. Okay. So it's not on me. It's not uh-huh. on me. I'm not taking responsibility for that. I need a Z pack now. <laughs> yes. You have your pinky. Yeah. But you need a brain. And the brain could only have been played by another powerhouse, also been featured on our show many times up to this point, uh, perhaps most famously for you and I, Travis, yes. Egon Spangler mm-hmm. from the real Ghostbusters. Maurice LaMarche, a Canadian-born actor, was a stand-up comedian, don't know if he still does that. Such a fucking class act, this guy. It really is, I, My in for him was Futurama. He played so many supporting characters that ended up getting a lot of spotlight because he's so great and just always delivers the goods that you end up having to give his minor characters bigger roles. Yeah. But he had yeah. done so much work before then. I just didn't realize it as a kid, of course, who he was. He came into the audition. He saw the drawing of the brain who has this pronounced brow and kind of just looks grumpy. Looks like Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Rest in peace. He does, yeah. yeah. Rest in power. Uh-huh. Um, and he thought of one guy, Orson Welles. Maurice, for as long as I've known him, and probably for centuries before that, does this Orson Welles impression where he repeats this outtake tape of Orson Welles doing a frozen food commercial. But he never got out of that voice. He just kept doing it with the copy that we gave him from Brain. And uh, we realized, oh my gosh, this is like perfect for the brain. Now, that's not surprising, given that he has voiced Orson Welles on The Critic, the John Lovitz cartoon. Hello, I'm Orson Welles. 
What follows is a terrifying journey into the world of magic, mystery... Mr. Wells, this is a video will. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell, I need the money. On The Simpsons? The following film, made in 1982, was thought to be lost forever. On Futurama? I'm speaking to you from the Hickory Farms in Grover's Mall, New Jersey, through a mouthful of summer sausage. Even in the movie Ed Wood, Vincent D'Onofrio, Vinny D., played Orson Welles in that movie, and then they had Maurice LaMarche dub his dialogue over... My pleasure, I'm Orson Welles. Edward D. Wood Jr. It's the damn money men. You never know who's a windbag and who's got the goods. And then they all think they're directors. So it's like, I, yes, I know you. It's it's the perfect fit. <laughs> it's his thing. You had this peg, and then you were waiting for the right hole to come and along. I thought Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah. <laughs> finally. I can finally do this. <laughs> um, he'd been doing it for a long time, and Orson Welles, it's kind of hard to distill him, but if you need to know what, what his accomplishments were... He worked in radio early on and the whole War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Uh, that's a him. That fooled uh-huh. the world. Like yep. he was in charge of that. Uh, so he fooled us as a nation. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. But as a filmmaker, Citizen Kane, some consider it the best movie ever yep. made. Airheads still kind of takes it for me. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got more accomplishments besides. But that was, you know, his career had peaked well before, let's say, Animaniacs or the peak yeah, in the right. brain. He did do these commercials. He was doing commercial work. And that's what they were referring to in that clip. A very famous, you know, we've talked about uh, Casey Kasem, his whole outtake <laughs> where he's cussing. We've had a few of these. But this is one of the most famous ones. Like you've heard this somewhere referenced somewhere, maybe on Pinky and the Brain. They did a whole episode Uh. based on this. But Orson Welles did a commercial for frozen food. Their outtakes from it. He is interacting with the director and sometimes the engineer. I don't know how drunk he was at this point, (laughs) but he famously drank a lot. So I don't know how sauced he was during these. This is just purely him being a sober jerk. But... Frozen peas is what it's known as, because that's where it starts. But it goes places. Oh, hell yeah. We know a remote farm in Lincolnshire where Mrs. Buckley lives. Every July, peas grow there. Do you really mean that? Yeah, so in other words, I'd start half a second late. Don't you think you really want to say July over the snow? Isn't that the fun of it? (laughs) It's If you make it almost... (laughs) What? In July. I don't understand you, then. When must, what must be over for July? Um, when we get out of that snowy field. When I was out, we were onto a can of peas, a big dish of peas, when I said in July. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, always. <laughs> I'm always past that. You are? Yes. That, yes, that comes directly from this outtake. Brain does that all the time. He does it in the show. Yes. You're, yes. Like when he gets kind of excited about a thing. Yes. Yes. He does this thing where he like clears his throat so loudly in the middle of the director talking. Mm-hmm. Clearly has, it, it, it's got to be a power move. He has no respect for this man. Uh, yeah, he, more, yeah he, he showed up. He showed up sauced. Uh, he showed up. <laughs> he showed up saucy. I know that much. But there's more. You emphasize a bit in. In July. Why? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, There's no known way of saying an English sentence in which you begin a sentence with in and emphasize it. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. That's <laughs> just idiotic <laughs> if you'll forgive me by saying so. He does not mince words. 
at uh-huh. all. Yeah, he 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 sang it loud and proud. Um, I mean, of course, he is like one of the most famous people in Hollywood, most respected at yeah. that point. No so one's going to walk out on him. You know what no, I mean? they're or not fire firing him. him. No, yeah. no, they're not firing him. I mean, he, he has the juice. They, they He has what they want and need. <laughs> what he has, they want to get it, put it in them. Yep. Yeah. Here on the protest is beef burgers. <laughs> we know a little place in the American far west where Charlie Briggs chops up the finest prairie fed beef and tastes this is a lot of shit, you know that. <laughs> You're emphasizing prairie fed. But you can't emphasize beef. That's like he's wanting me to emphasize in before July. Come on, fellas, you're losing your heads. I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. <laughs> he he just, he's a mean dude. Like, he doesn't even try to communicate nicely. Yeah, and he, yeah, I mean, yeah. he kind of, it's funny, he'll use, he's like, come on, fellas, you're, you're losing your heads here. But then he says, I'll go down on you if uh-huh. you can show me how that can be done right. <laughs> Um, brain is a much sweeter. Oh, I heard correctly. Okay. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> brain is a much sweeter character in the end. One, he's on a kid's show, but for all his world domineering shit that he wants to do, he's a super smart mouse uh-huh. that wants to take over the world. He still cares about uh-huh. people. And I, I don't know what's up with Horson Wells, but he just doesn't. The right reading for this is the one I'm giving it. Now, what is it you want in your depths of your ignorance? What is it you want? Whatever it is you want, I can't deliver because I just don't see it. That walked out on the session. You, you, it isn't worth it. No money is worth it. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the stereotype of drama club people. This, this is <laughs> if that stereotype grows up into an alcohol-soaked madman. Yeah. Then th- you get Orson Welles, <laughs> and then ultimately you get the brain. Uh-huh. I mean, I it's he and it's funny because you can hear he is like to his soul cut by what he thinks is bad work. Yeah. But also totally driven by ego. Yikes. Man, I wonder when it turned south for him. <laughs> I wonder if uh, young Orson was at least tolerable. I don't think you I doubt he was. I doubt he ever was, man. I don't think he was ever not this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he came out. <laughs> he came out like that. With all the voice actors in place, Pinky and the Brain made their debut. On Animaniacs, Season 1, Episode 2, in 1993, with a short called Win Big. Cool. Sounds great to me. Uh-huh. We watched this one. <laughs> we watched a few. We yep. watched this one mostly to see how true it was, and it was quite true. It was. That very everything true. was there from the start. Uh-huh. It is. This first episode could have been played at any point in the run of this show. Yeah. And you would be like, yeah, that's that's a normal Pinky yeah, in the no, Brain. Yeah, nothing switched up. Nothing, no. Yeah, no change-ups. There were all these conventions of Pinky in the Brain that were contained in that first script, never intending for them to be these hallmarks of the show. In every episode, we wanted to do a, are you pondering what I'm pondering line? They didn't plan that. Just the next script, those things were there again because they thought they worked well. Yeah. And so all that stuff has become references that a lot of people know. Uh Somebody just wrote it. (laughs) Oopsie. I made an icon. Oopsie. (laughs) Whoops. In this episode, the plan that Brain has for taking over the world (laughs) is they're going to put together a superconductive magnetic infundibulator. Yep. Is what it's called. An Uh infundibulator. (laughs) The result is that it will produce a magnetic charge so strong it pulls everyone with change in their pockets uh-huh. to the ground. Um, maybe less so at that time, but every year there's got to be less people with change in their pockets, right? Oh, for sure. Because I mean, I don't, I don't have bills most of the time in my uh-huh. wallet, and like I don't carry <laughs> change. Today, this plan would be less, less effective, in- unless there's any metal like in your phone that would, you know, 
Yeah, I don't know if there's any iron or like, or if I'm wearing a belt buckle. Right. Yeah, yep. it's yep. like, yeah. But they're missing one item, the infundibulator itself, <laughs> which is like there's this giant, He's he's got these blueprints for this giant machine uh-huh. that's called an infundibulator. And the one missing ingredient is an infundibulator <laughs> somehow, which he- It's so brain. I, it, it's, a, it's so brain. So brain, dude. He can get an infundibulator. It costs $99,000. <laughs> But you can get one. You just need that amount of money. <laughs> Luckily, there's a television nearby. Oh, yeah. That's playing a game show where a contestant has just lost exactly that amount. $99,000. And Brain has an idea. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Are you pondering what I'm pondering? He asks. <laughs> Pinky is is not. He claims nope. he is. Yep. He never is. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I, he should stop asking. Mm-hmm. I feel like Brain wants a fight. He wants to get mad, and that's that's on him. I think so, Brain. But where are we going to find a duck and a hose at this hour? Brain's going to go on the game show. Mm-hmm. And win that money, baby, and get that infundibulator. <laughs> well, how's money? he going to do that? He's a little tiny mouse. They're not going to hire a mouse. The screening process, we talked about it on Carmen San Diego. Oh, yeah. You find the smartest kids in the New York area. Yep. <laughs> who know about geography. The smartest gumshoes. What this is, is a parody of Jeopardy. Yeah. This is clearly, a, it is almost Jeopardy, is what they should have called it, because you have a character <laughs> hosting it brain. named Alex not Quebec. Brian. And now your host, Alex Quebec. Let's start with our returning champion. But how is Brain going to get on what's essentially Jeopardy? This is where they introduce another long-running aspect of the show that pops up in another one we watched uh-huh, later, yeah. unexpectedly for me. <laughs> Brain has kind of a Krang from TMNT bodysuit. <laughs> you know, like Krang, it's like a, a naked, like, molten mole man, uh-huh. basically, that Krang lives in his tummy region. Yep. Um, this human bodysuit, no head, right? It's just like a big, it is an absolute unit. It is so stacked. This thing is huge, uh-huh. but it's in a tuxedo, and Brain's little head sticks out the top of it. It is a funny, it's such a and funny he's image. He's controlling the levers. All it's these so levers and like foot pedals man. and stuff. So he's got a tiny head popping out of this hole at the top. It is so funny. Um, it is also like that thing just looks like a bodyguard. Uh-huh. Yeah, like a, like a high paid bodyguard. Like Suge Knight. You yeah. got Suge Knight. You got a Suge Knight body. <laughs> Definitely a linebacker of some kind. (laughs) But he is going to go be a human in that Uh way. His face looks the same. Tiny little mouse head. Yep. And takes a taxi, goes out, and gets on it immediately because he's the brain. (laughs) Of course, he's going to be good at this stuff. Yep. He gets there. He's dealing with Alex Quebec. I've watched Jeopardy before. It's the kind of thing you've seen. Everybody's seen it. Um, When Alex Trebek died, there was all this host drama and it's weird because, like, everybody came out. I mean, there's some bullshit going on there. But who could possibly replace Alex Trebek? He didn't think up those questions. <laughs> he didn't write the questions, guys. I don't think it's – I'm probably giving him short shrift here. But I feel like he's no more an icon than Pat Sajak. Yep. Like, I mean, they're just, show, they're just shows that are hosted by entertainers, you know? Yep, yep. and they work 15 weeks a year. And, yeah, and, and fucking knock them out. Hammer them out. The chief – the chief should be as much an icon. We should be talking oh, about the chief right, yeah. in the same hushed tones <laughs> that we do Alex Trebek. I just find Jeopardy kind of boring. Samesy. I mean, like, we've, we've talked about recently, like, our kind of shows, which are ones where, like, somebody comes out and chases you around <laughs> in between, preferably an Alex Trebek mascot. That's still my pitch. But, like, that, I do think that that's something that I would maybe start watching Jeopardy now with a new host if they introduced a danger element. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, prove something else about you that's good, not just that you can remember trivia. Uh-huh. Something that's been set up in the episode up to this point is that Pinky has been watching and referencing the Honeymooners yep. on TV. And you can really tell who's writing these shows when the Honeymooners are the linchpin uh-huh. of an episode. Bang! Show right in the kitchen! <laughs> Bang! Show right in the kitchen! Not Pinky's been quoting that show off and on. Brain is annoyed by it. And the final question. This classic TV character is known for saying, bang, zoom, right in the kisser. Um, uh, <laughs> brain here? just collapses. Yeah, his brain <laughs> disintegrates because he has no room for pop culture trivia. Who is uh, Pinky? Because Brain won't listen to Pinky. Mm. Take him seriously. Just like Orson Welles won't take direction, he loses Back to the labs they go. Mm-hmm. And another convention is set. I'm going back to the cage to get some rest for tomorrow night. Why, Brain? What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. The Pinky, the Pinky, the Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. Mic drop. And they kept trying. And they kept <laughs> trying. And they kept <laughs> trying. For a long time, even after Animaniacs. Yes. And so it went, as long as Animaniacs was running, they were doing these shorts with Pinky and the Brain. And I don't know if they just like put out a poll or people went and voted somewhere Uh (laughs) or if they just pulled kids off the street and said, tell me which of these you liked behind Uh a... A one-way mirror, but somehow just, somebody gathered the information. Lab, lab coats, just, how did we do it back then? Right? Yeah, how did you do that? Like, now it's just like on Twitter. Hey guys, which segment of Animaniacs do you like the most? Or back then, I feel like it might have been like you know, remember when you used to go to the mall and they have like the surveys? Yeah, the surveys. I feel and you get trapped, like you know, talking to someone. Yes, I mean, dude, this happens. <laughs> it was survey heavy in the '90s, bro. Do they not notice? That people avoid that side of the mall when when they're there, like because I now I see I went to the grocery store the other day and there were people outside. I don't even I probably agree with what they're doing, uh-huh. but I don't want to talk to you on the way in. So I'm going to take the other entrance and remember to take that entrance out because I don't want to be a dick for saying no. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, I got I got suckered into a forty five dollar bag of popcorn. Uh, I believe it. It happens, man. <laughs> I and if it's, help myself. If it's Girl Scout cookies, I'm there. Uh, it was it was the Boy Scouts. It was the boys. What are they selling? Popcorn. They're, they're popcorn heavy. The Girl Scouts are cookie heavy, bro. Okay. Well, that's why the Boy Scouts will never have as much funding, Ben. Because man, it who was wants just a norm- popcorn? A normal size bag of popcorn. That's why man, it's forty five dollars. Forty five bucks, bro. They got me because they're trying to fight a cookie war. My with girlfriend popcorn. laughed at me. <laughs> I'm with her. <laughs> I'm with her on me. this one, buddy. Sorry. I'm with you, man. I'm with her. Just me watching my Hulu eating popcorn. <laughs> You're with an empty Money wallet. Bags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I borrow 20 bucks though? No. Just to get home? No, I, oh. I won't enable your Huluing. <laughs> they found out that Pinky and the Brain was the most popular of the segments on Animaniacs. Somehow. Somehow did it. Somehow <laughs> arrived at that point and therefore spun them off into their own cartoon show in 1995. After doing 20 Animaniac segments, which is uh, it's a good amount of segments, yeah, not right? bad. Well, now they get 66 full episodes over hell. four seasons, <laughs> running till 1998. Or hell, maybe even Spielberg just liked it so much. Maybe that he was like, "Dude, that one I watch, I watch it. It's my show, and I watch it all the that time." That makes so much sense. That would be that would be the thing. Or he's like, "You know what? My daughter was laughing at our show the other day, and it was pink." And in we the brain. actually connected for the first time because I haven't seen my daughter in three I, years. Mm, I don't want to give him that. Oh, okay. I feel like well, because. <laughs> 
he famously <laughs> had like troubles with his parents growing uh-huh. up. So I feel like he's probably a pretty involved dad. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. And Spielberg being a part of the whole thing meant that you really got to say and do almost whatever you wanted uh-huh. on the show. That particular time at Warner Brothers and about working with Steven Spielberg, who was really, truly involved in the shows, is that we really weren't censored that much in terms of what we could do. We had a lot of freedom in terms of the kind of stories we wanted to do. And often the kind of stories that they wanted to do were pop culture references and parodies. Yep. I, I don't know if any episode of Animaniacs or Pinky and the Brain wasn't that. Or had a small element, yeah. What are Where will our stories come from? I don't know. Turn the TV on, read yep. Newsweek, uh-huh. whatever. W- whatever's playing in the writer's room. Yes. Know? Well, what was playing in the writer's room at that time uh-huh. seemed to have been... MTV. MTV. <laughs> oh, man, we are so in our wheelhouse right now. This episode that we watched to sample the Pinky and Brain spinoff is called The Real Life, <laughs> Season 3, Episode 15, and is a parody of the real world. Oh, yeah. Things are about to get real. <laughs> I'm going to stop being polite and get real about uh-huh. Pinky and the Brain. Okay. Man, was this episode <sighs> a time capsule? For sure. God damn. It really took me back uh-huh. in the best way <laughs> And led led to some other nostalgia hall wandering mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll tell you about here in a minute. Yes. The plan that Brain has, because it starts off like usual, Acme Labs. What are you going to do tonight? Ah, we're going to take over the world. Cool. <laughs> we're doing it. Brain's plan involves a record recorded by Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh yep. The fucking monster. I went on a search for this. I, I did too. Do- doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. This is just something that they made up for the show. I cannot substantiate this. So weird. If you're a conspiracy theorist that thinks it does exist, maybe don't <laughs> contact us about it. I don't really want to know, frankly. Um, supposedly, it's Rush Limbaugh tried to have a music career uh. before he was a awful radio host that ruined a nation. Um, and this is the one, like one of 15 copies of the record still in existence yeah and the cover i mean the cover is him eating a sandwich on a park bench and they're just fat jokes non-stop shaming this guy which i mean it's like i don't want you to do that to people but also this guy sucks so i don't know it's I'm, li- I'm torn. It's, it's lighthearted razzing i'm torn but the point is <laughs> brain is going to play this supposedly terrible record yep at a place in cleveland that is an electromagnetic anomaly that will boost the signal that, of a of a tower, a broadcast uh-huh. tower that he's going to have to build. If he builds a tower there, he will be able to broadcast Rush's album all over the world 24 hours a day. Now, if this was Rush, I'd be fine with that. You can, oh. you can do Rush 24 hours a day. I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. But that's a different story. Yep. The plan is to drive everyone in the world crazy and distract them so that brain can take over the world. Now, I don't it seems like that's that's the thing he likes to do is like I will distract or otherwise make unaware everyone in the world and then take over. But it's like, so are you just going to like climb into the White House or what? What's, uh-huh. what is the once you've got everyone out of the way? What do you do to take over the world? I don't understand that part. But right. What do you do? No one can do it. You need people to reach things for you. You're uh-huh. a mouse. Yeah, what's your what's your long-term plan here? Yeah, I yeah. feel like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say he's not playing long-term because he's he's apparently a genius. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, he, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's short-sighted and he's not willing to admit it. Now, here's the problem. Okay, lay it on me. They arrive in Cleveland, Pinky and the Brain, and the place that has this electromagnetic anomaly 
is a house that is being used to film the real life uh-huh. for MTTV. <laughs> I don't. I, I guess it's a joke of empty TV. Uh-huh. MT yeah. television. And it was Eisenhower instead of Kennedy. The, well, okay, the girl yeah, that wanted, popped so, out. So that's what I wanted to get to. Is like <laughs> this is where it just goes crazy uh-huh. with '90s references. The show is the real, real life, life. Yep. for MTTV. The real world on MTV started in 1992. This is '97. This is the true story. <laughs> Seven strangers (laughs) picked to live in a loft. Yes, instead of Kennedy, who was a (laughs) VJ at the time. Yeah, with long, long, like curly red hair. Yeah, she had the curly hair. She had the very thick glasses. Hi, how are you? Kennedy all the way. We have the wallflowers with one headlight and that fabulously talented Jacob Dylan. She was called Eisenhower. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if this version went on to be like a weirdo on Fox News, too. Oh, yeah, right. Check it out. Some exceedingly small guys. Hey, small guys. I'm Eisenhower. Check it out. I'm out of here. Here's two tickets to Lollapalooza for being cuties. Much later. 90s kid overdrive. I'm losing it. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to know who was in the 97 lineup for Lollapalooza? Lay it on me. All right. Lay it on me. You might might like a few of these. Okay. Okay. Orbital. Do you know who that is? Orbital. Orbital. I don't don't recognize. Uh, I I know they're just like uh, dance music. So you or, know more than I do. Or, you know, something like that. Like like Dust Brothers type. Are you thinking, are you just making this up based on the name? I, I think they I think they were on the Spawn soundtrack. You, so I think they teamed up with... You didn't answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm just keep spinning this story. Uh-huh, no, I, right. I, that does sound familiar from the Spawn soundtrack. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was on the Spawn, so that would um, lead me to believe that they're the digital. Um, How about The Prodigy? Like all somatic, I can say. Oh, bro, I own, I own two two Prodigy shirts in middle school that's and no one su- record. That's no surprise to you, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Tool was there. Never heard of him. Snoop Dogg was Ooh. there. Corn with the K was there. So this is it's that's a weird era for Lollapalooza to me because I think of Lollapalooza, I think like straight alt rock, not uh-huh. not any of that stuff. Corner for Pyros was also there, and one of my favorites, Doctor Octagon. It's interesting because the show, like the real world, of course, is going on during all that stuff, but it is kind of like they're reflecting a few years before, right, at all times, and that's about as up as probably a a staff of middle aged writers could keep. That's still pretty <laughs> hip for them. Yeah, they're for on top sure. of it. Pinky and the Brain have these two tickets to Lollapalooza. They want to be in the house. Brain's got to be there to do this plan. He's committed, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He set aside yeah. a whole week <laughs> to do this thing. Two guys show up to be on the show, the real life. They're supposed to be on the show. They're like, is this the house? And Brain gives them the tickets and sends them off to Lollapalooza. Uh-huh. And now Pinky and the Brain are going to be on the real life. This is the true story. You get to see Pinky and the Brain interacting with a cast of young Gen X folks that you would see on most real world casts at that point. The real life. He's there. He's going to start building the antenna in the back and he's telling them that it's a barbecue grill. I watch this. I go on Paramount Plus and they've got all the real world seasons. All of them. So I go back. I've never watched the first four or five of them, I don't think. So I go back and watch the very first one. Oh, dude. Season one is so good. I'm now in season two. It's good, too. And it seems like a few of these characters that they had on this show were drawn from that experience. You have Dawn on this. She is a poet in Doc Martens. Totally a Lilith Fair Uh type lady. You know, poetry is my whole life. Brain was being like a total fascist. 
or even a Capricorn. There's a guy named Murray. He's a musician. It's your vibes, man. The way you boss us around all the time. You've got Heidi. She is basically a woman from a Ricola commercial, right? Yes. Oh, Pinky is a sweetie, but the one called Brain is so cranky. She's supposed to be the fish out of water. Yes. Because you have, in the first season, you have a woman who's totally like country girl. And then in the second season- (laughs) Isolate that, please. You've got this guy, John, who's 18 and is dressed like Garth Brooks. That's right. That boring little hick town. Oh, you're just mad because we don't allow trash like you in our town. (laughs) I'm going to be a country singer one day, whether you like it or not. And of course, you have a man named Spike, and he is an extreme sportsman. Oh, yeah. Now, we have not- in the real worlds that I'm watching, it's 92, 93, extreme sports. I don't know. You don't have an extreme sportsman. We have a surfer no. in season two. Yeah. But and no then one's. Puck, and then Puck later on. Oh, man. Puck. Remember Puck, buddy? I remember Puck, and I was like, can't wait to get to Puck. And then I look up, like, what Puck's been up to since the real world. It's like, this guy's leading a bad life, man. Oh, He's no. not a cool guy. Oh, yeah. Because, no. you know, watching at the time, I saw some clips. I'm like, oh, what a rascal. That guy's a jerk, but whatever. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's he's been a bad dude since then. So, like, <laughs> I got to retire him from my wall of rascals, I guess. You know, I can't. <laughs> I can't have him up there anymore. Oh, man. I'm going to have to check that out later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely ask Wikipedia what's up with this guy, Spike. <laughs> no, Spike? Puck. Puck. Steven. But Spike. Steven Carpenter. <laughs> Spike, though, Extreme Sportsman. Uh, X Games started in 1995, so that is in the public consciousness. Oh, hell yeah. I had the, I had the CD mix and everything. Uh, X, was X, Orbital X, on that one? X Games, no, but... Uh, <laughs> Had Primus. Oh, man. Yeah, had Primus. Had uh, For those five minutes when we were letting Primus <laughs> onto things. <laughs> I love Primus. They just, they were not meant to ever be popular, and somehow right. they were. Uh, yeah. Had Toadies. Had the Toadies on there. Man, Texas Pride. Uh-huh. So they were just paying bottom dollar for <laughs> for people that needed exposure at this time. <laughs> Spikes. Spike. Yep. Let's yep. get let's recenter. Spike. Okay, yep. Okay. Sports head. Spike. Sports head. Yeah. Extreme uh, sports. Extreme baby. sports head. <laughs> yeah. He's not a jock. He's a s- extreme sports head. BMX, he would be baby. An X Games guy. Brain was way lame to go ballistic on me. I, I could have challenged him to a game of dead arm, but his arms are like totally small. When we see him, he's outside putting on rollerblades, uh-huh. not car shoes. He's putting on <laughs> motorcycle skates in line, baby. Yep. And he is outside while brain is building what he says is a barbecue grill. <laughs> and spike is using the rush Limbaugh vinyl as a Frisbee. Yep. Now this, these kinds of things, like there have been some things on the real world that as I've been watching where it's like, that's clearly something you shouldn't do with other people's property, but nothing so blatant as just picking up a record and throwing it around. <laughs> but his argument is no one listens to vinyl anymore. And the irony uh-huh. of that statement that it's like within 10 years, vinyl will be the hipster's cocaine. Oh, for yeah. sure. People will be crushing up vinyl I mean, records and doing that. I feel them. like everyone releases a vinyl. Like, they, like when they drop on a CD, they, they're releasing a vinyl. If you don't, you're not cool. Yeah, for sure. You're not cool, man. So it's like, <laughs> it's a funny thing that it's like, uh, everybody that's cool does CDs, bro. <laughs> what is this big black disc or whatever? <laughs> and pretty soon the CDs will be the new vinyl. I feel like. I don't know if CDs will ever carry the same because it's like they're so disposable. You don't have like I bought 60 disposable empty vinyls at Best You're Buy. Right, yeah. I'm burning vinyls of, of my favorite mix. 
Like I would, I would mix, I would have like a new song I was working on and just like use one CD to put one three minute song onto it just to go listen to it in the car. Like they are the least respected of all formats. You're CDs. right. They get abused. Yeah. You're right. C- cassette tapes are more respected. They're easier to fuck up. Uh. They can melt in the car if you don't watch it. I'll back you. But Brain is getting mad at Spike, and generally, he's just not getting along with his roommates. He is, there is usually one person who, whether they are kind of the villain like Puck, or just... Standoffish. There's a guy in the first season, I want to say his name is Kevin, who's just not around a lot, kind of is doing his own thing. That tends to be a person who becomes a villain on the show. Here's our outsider. Now, Pinky is getting along with everybody, Uh because he is a joyful, jolly guy. Yeah. It, that just shows you it's like be the dummy if you have an option be the dummy because brain is like tortured and dark and he gets along with everyone so well they're watching melrose place together yeah i started I, I wrote some notes here and i started underlining key 90s elements okay so i'm gonna hit them hard oh hit them baby melrose place heather locklear baby heather locklear i never watched it i never watched it i think it's got a couple Got a couple of them. It seemed dangerous to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I knew who Heather Locklear was because yeah. of Wayne's World. But you said it seemed dangerous. It did. It just seemed like, I, and now it's like, oh, it's just a soap opera uh-huh. that's at, at night Yeah, <laughs> on, on a lesser channel, <laughs> less respected channel. Okay. What, what sure. about 90210? Did you fall off into that? I, I didn't. You didn't I never either. fell off. I stayed right on the beam and walked over him. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Closest I got was Buffy the Vampire Slayer of the movie. Okay. Because what's his face is in it? Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> well, he is in it, and he's great, and so is Rutger Hauer, but um, Luke Perry. Luke Perry, yeah. Who also, got to say it, was on Oz. Uh, <laughs> Luke Perry? Yeah. He is a preacher. They knock bricks out of the wall and seal him up behind the bricks, and he dies. <laughs> Oh, wow. Once again, this is what you're missing if you don't watch Oz. Dude, I'm, go- I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check it out. Well, just let me know. Okay. <laughs> But Brain will not be distracted by such simple things as Melrose Place. Yeah, he he just wants the uh, weather. He just wants he just, <laughs> just wants weather. that electromagnetic pulse or whatever the hell the thing is. He's building that not a barbecue grill. Right. Finally finishes it. Time to enact the plan. The problem is Murray, the musician, borrowed Brain's amplifier. Yep. Which he needs for Rush Limbaugh to take over the world. I've never had, I've not had a lot of roommate experience, but I've never had roommates that like just took my stuff, but we did have a problem with food with a roommate situation I had. no, yeah. Have you ever had that issue? So I've never had, really had a roommate except for girlfriends and an ex-wife. Well, do you, uh, do you want to call any of them out for eating anything (laughs) of yours? (laughs) (laughs) It's an open forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No real, no real issues. Okay. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. You're on an island by yourself. How's it feel? I mean, how about your, um. Your son, your infant son, okay. he doesn't steal anything. How about your daughters? Have they ever uh, eaten stuff? That, that is, uh, that's a true question. Have you ever had stuff in the house mm-hmm. that you wanted to eat, Yep. but the kids got to it first? You know what? Uh, so sodas. Sodas, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a thing for sure. And mm-hmm. one thing that pisses me off is when someone, someone drinks out of the two liter. And then they don't look. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they don't tighten the. They don't tighten it back, and it's flat when I get home. Absolutely. I'm like, Whoa, come on. I mean, I get it. You know, you can't. You lack the strength. You know, you're a small kid. But man, come on. Like, come on. Just work together. Try. Try your best to tighten that. Bad get the boy. pliers yes. and just grip it and rip it. Uh-huh. Grip but it then, and rip. But then when I tighten it, they can't untighten it. It's a. It's you know, a whole thing. You know, kids. Uh, <laughs> why don't you hit the gym a little bit, and uh, maybe you'll be able to open these goddamn Coke bottles. Uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> 
You're raising weaklings over there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That and little snacks, you know, they'll demolish all the all the like the wheat thins, you know, all the yeah. all that kind of shit. Yeah. I, I imagine if I had kids that were eating my stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be one thing that they would learn not to do pretty fast. I don't I don't think I would be very good at disappointing kids, but I think they would just see how mad I am. About like I came home and these zebra cakes were supposed to be here. I expected them. <laughs> Cause that's the thing for me. It's like the expectation of like you get into your brain that you're gonna go have something like when you get off of work or whatever. Uh-huh. You're coming back, you're like, oh, I'm really hungry and I have this in mind and I know it's there. Yeah, so I'm not gonna stop by the store now nope. to get anything because no, no. I have that. It's it's hidden, yeah. it's on the top shelf you get behind back. the mayonnaise. Yeah. And then think of somebody who is not even your blood doing that, but is some rando that you got thrown in with when MTV had you sign a contract. Travis is showing me a gun right now. <laughs> a handgun. A handgun. Well, uh, a gun hand. Yeah, a finger handgun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God we didn't sign up for real world or we one of us might be in jail. Oh, for sure. Maybe dude. both. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brain's pissed and he needs this amplifier off to the gig they go. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a punk metal hybrid, this band that Murray's in. They are making fun of hard-to-understand lyrics, i.e. Nirvana. Lyrics are for weenies. We don't need no words. We just want to scream until our ears bleed. Ah! It's funny because this is, what, 1998. It's just behind enough to feel super dated. Where in 1998, <laughs> the joke that there's a, a loud rock band that you can't understand their lyrics. Weird Al already took care of oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Really hit it hard. So like this <laughs> is he, he stuck the flag in that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. He already did it. So this is just parents just writing about like, my kid brought home one of them tapes with the naked baby on the front and <laughs> I couldn't understand what they were saying. They're just screaming. Brain tries to unplug the amplifier. He falls. He does a crowd surf on accident. Yep. They all think that's cool. He does get it unplugged and Murray <laughs> makes another reference. Hey what is this? Unplugged? <laughs> MTV Unplugged. <laughs> For some reason, one of the biggest things in the 90s, uh-huh. uh, Nirvana being an obvious Man. one, but Allison Chains did one, Pearl Jam did one. Oh, our Eric Clapton's was really huge with corn, dads everywhere. Corn, knocked corn, corn out. Did Corn do one? Yeah, corn, Corn's got it unplugged out there. Didn't even think to ask for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> did, do you think the Prodigy ever did one? Can you imagine? Well, you could. I mean, at least their stuff is musical enough. Like, you could. You could just hit it. You could get some sort of beat, though. Yeah. You didn't know you needed that, huh? Didn't know. Didn't even know I wanted to ask for it. And I'm wondering, did I ask for this or did they force it on me? There's a place inside my mind, a place I like to hide. You don't know the chances. What if I should die? So Brain, this kind of gets him in trouble, not only with Murray, but with the house. I mean, if you're, if you pull this kind of shit, but you're hanging out watching Melrose Place with everybody all the time, then they have a little bit more forgiveness for you. Yep. But if you're already the outsider, they're not quick to forgive. Uh, <laughs> they end up having a house meeting because the Brain borrows all the forks yes. in the house <laughs> to make the antenna that he needs to make. Yep. And they have a house meeting and then they say, just use the house money to buy a barbecue grill. Yep. If you need a barbecue grill, dude, <laughs> which I didn't even realize they had house money on the real world. Uh-huh. They never talked about that on like everybody was trying to work jobs and shit on that first season that I watched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I've seen both. I think I've seen both instances. I remember later on, they have to work a job together. Like yeah. I remember one season, like in the 2000s, they all worked at a smoothie yeah, place. A juice bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if this is enough to to support these people, but whatever. Right. Well, like one guy, one guy was a model. This guy Eric. They're that's the thing. They're all so young, but it's 1992, so they all look like they're our age uh-huh. because of how they dress, and also I just think that that's how generations work. Everyone looks younger and younger and younger. Right. Um. And then the styles are just. I gotta do it. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude, stop, dude. You okay? The chef kiss. It was a chef kiss meltdown. <laughs> There's just so much good, so much good stuff. And and the, the crystal is, I'll only talk about one. Uh-huh. The crystallization of it, these 90s styles, Eric, the model, was rollerblading, check one, down a New York street. He had a leather hat on. <laughs> he had a flannel shirt on that was unbuttoned, no shirt underneath. You say a chain wallet, I'm throwing this table over. He was wearing cutoff jean shorts. Yep. There might have been a chain wallet. God damn it, mother. And he was he was just like skating around right by people too. Like no, no personal space respected. This is why I want to keep I want to watch every episode of every season they've ever done Fuck in the yeah. 90s. Dude, there's one where this guy gets in a bar fight and he gets his tongue bit off by another person. I think it's the London what? one. Holy yes, shit. it's the London one, bro. It's like uh yeah, he's either like the musician or the intense one. He's like the puck of the group. Well, he goes to a concert, he's like sticking his tongue out. Well, someone else bites his tongue off, bro. Holy shit. Yes, it is crazy. Look, you can't fuck around in London no. like that. And it's like you see it yeah. gone. Like it's he's missing the tip of his tongue. It's cr- dude. I wonder how that it's makes crazy. you sound when you talk. Not good. <laughs> you can you can really tell when someone's missing an inch of tongue. Yeah. Voice over so career. You got ruined. that to look forward to. <laughs> I keep my tongue in my face. Mm. Yeah, I know better. Yeah. I mean, you, you could still do like VO for like a uh, Tasmanian devil or something like that. No, there's so much nope. tongue business in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you think it's going to be the same <laughs> missing tongue? No, you're right. I didn't weigh it out. Retracted. Yeah, retracted. I didn't weigh it out. Yeah. Well, you're short-sighted, just like the brain. Yep. Hey, house money, cool. We can just go buy what we need. Pinky and the brain. Take visit. all of it. They take all of it, <laughs> and they go to Satellite City. Oh, baby. And spend all the house money on a satellite dish yep. to broadcast this shit. Well, that's that's going to lead to another house meeting, because here's the problem. Uh, brain, you, got, you got to go. Yeah, brain spent all of the money. He's the puck of this group. They're going to kick him out. And worst of all, Brain, trying to put his stuff together, well, it's all gone. Where did it go? (laughs) They took, his roommates took all of his stuff and put it out in a yard sale to repay them for the money that he took and spent on the satellite dish. And guess who shows up to buy that Rush Limbaugh record that was going to conquer the world? Oh, Rush and his secret servicemen. Rush, why does he have secret servicemen? (laughs) I bet he has he Bro, had that, he has that syndication money, man. Bodyguards, yeah, like that. That makes sense. He needed them, uh-huh. I'm sure, uh, at some point. But he shows up just to destroy it. Uh-huh. He doesn't. He want it burned the documents. Yeah, I spent a good ten minutes looking for. I know, and I and I was like out there, or just maybe like he, he like in high school he might have started singing. I did it for a few minutes, then I said, <laughs> "Why am I wasting my fucking time with this shit?" If it doesn't come up right away, no one wants to hear this yeah, guy yeah, talk I, anymore. I like that would that, have popped up pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, we've all heard enough from him. <laughs> He's done now. He's done. And that's the kind of fun. That can be had. That kept Pinky and the Brain flying high for a while. Uh-huh, yeah. Their, their, their chart was just them excelling. You know what I mean? Just Wrong. Kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to back you up, uh, but no, okay. it is not a straight graph up. It probably <laughs> stayed up for a while, <laughs> but they did eventually 
succumb to ratings issues. <laughs> I haven't had the hand. I had I the hands you working. Were, you it. were doing perfect for podcasting. <laughs> But I had to shut you down because yeah, it's yeah, just not quit. true, and yeah. we will not allow false narrative. Yeah, I, on yeah, this pod. I'm not. Yeah. We're not here for that. Mm-hmm. You know, the show is based around these two lovable weirdos. Yeah, your pinky, your brain. They love each other. They are. They are very sweet. Yeah, they're inseparable. Even Maurice Lamarche, voice of the brain, agrees. If we didn't love each other, oh no, it wouldn't have worked. The gadgets, the plants to take over the world, were. You know, subterfuge. But what the show, what really tied the show together was the relationships that the pinky and the brain had. But when ratings start to tail off and you add a third, well, when you add a third, things get complicated. Uh-huh. And they can even go south. <laughs> yep. Especially if it's forced on you. And that's what happened in 1998. Sagging ratings meant the executives over at WB got involved and said, we need less world domination and we got to add that third. Uh-huh. They're looking for a third. <laughs> and that third was a well-known quantity, an old friend of ours from the podcast, Elmira Duff uh-huh. from Tiny Toon Adventures. Hi! Don't worry. Even if you are funny looking, I'll still love you and hug you and squeeze you all the bit. They're like, we need a little bit more animal torturing. And you would think, I mean, that I thought we'd be seeing that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain. That's what it became in 1998. Got one season, 13 episodes. <laughs> All out. we needed. That was it. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I I never would have thought that was going to lead to better ratings. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I guess a change causes that sometimes. <laughs> the new theme song explains pretty plainly. Yeah. The situation's changed for Pinky and the Brain. No laboratory alone in the rain. Pinky and the Brain are out of the Acme Labs. <laughs> for some reason, they're being hunted down. I don't know if it's like someone hid like a microchip up um, Pinky yeah, right. or something. You know, or they, they're just evidence of some illegal experimentation that was done. But they end up at a pet store and stow away in the shell of a turtle yep. that Elmira is adopting. So she can go home and kill it. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, uh-huh. she, I don't, I, I don't, th- again, this is old hat for me, but she doesn't want to take it home to kill it. She wants to take it home to play with it. Yeah. It's the way that so she hard. plays. Yeah. yeah the okay. way that yeah. she plays with them is the you. issue. Yeah. yeah. It's not, she does Come not, here, Bobby. she's, she's a nice girl. Uh-huh. She, she, it's the Lenny from Of Mice and Men uh-huh. thing where it's just like, I'm going to pat, I'm going to pat it I too hard. Pet tongue. And in the song, of course, they let you know. It's what the network wants. They are just bold-faced telling you, we were instructed to do this. It's what the network wants. Why bother to complain? And I don't know if Steven Spielberg was in agreement, if they could somehow overrule him, if he was a little le- less hands-on what at was this he, point. What was he working on in, in, in 98? Amistad <laughs> uh, or... Saving Private Ryan, maybe. So, I mean, any of them would be a big undertaking, I'm Uh sure. But he was doing fine before that. I don't know what happened. Uh, The thing is, the writers weren't happy about this being forced on them. Everybody involved shits on it in some way. Was it that bad? Well, we watched an episode Uh to find out. (laughs) Season one, episode six, entitled At the Hop. We do finally find out what happens to animals Elmira adopts. And it's not nearly as grisly an end as I thought they were going to be. Because I envisioned, like, the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> you know, just, like, bone just... furniture. I mean, she has the bone in her bow. So 
I just figured like a cute version of that is kind yeah. of where she's at. A throne, a throne made out of yeah, yes. just rabbit fur. Yeah, and no, she it's just a normal suburban house, and they're in a little terrarium of some sort. I yeah. think the no, mice. No, and, there there was a squirrel inside of a glass jar whenever they opened up the medicine cabinet. Is true, <laughs> and I saw it my second time uh-huh. viewing it, and I was like, so Man, that was fun. That's that's what is she? What, that's some dark shit. How does that happen? <laughs> Wow. It was just upside down. They didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah. No, no one said anything about it. He was alive. But. Wow. Well, it, it, it's all in the details. <laughs> That's then. some funny shit. It's being hinted at. <laughs> Elmira attends. Did you notice this? Chuck Norris Middle yes, School. Travis, it was covered up. You, how do you, how great did you feel reading that? I felt beautiful yeah. inside. I felt rejuvenated. I actually had a purpose again. Because you love Chuck Norris. Fucking love him, dude. You love the guy. Yeah. Everything he touches, I love it. Quick trip, his wife, all that shit, his <laughs> wife, his home, all 14 of his cars, any gloves he's owned and worn, his estate in Florida, <laughs> or no, 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 my bad, his estate in the Bahamas, all that shit, any men's throats that he's ripped out, <laughs> yes, so it's a weird, it's a weird choice on this particular cartoon, right? just like there as a throwaway some... gag, I don't know if the other episodes they hold with that, uh-huh. like that she attends Chuck Norris Middle School, it's just a sign, and then they... They go from there. Yeah, right? It's very weird. But here's here's what's happening. Elmira is going to the school dance. Yep. She's going to her first dance. <laughs> and she's going stag. That's what I did the first time I went to the dance in seventh grade. Yeah. I went for uh, a few times. Six. Well, I think six was the first for, first time I got to go. Okay. I was going to say, don't tell me when I went. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, no, Will, I remember no, this. No, Will, I'm pretty sure you went when you were three years old. Uh, so sixth grade for you. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, were you asked to an older dance, or you just guys had them? Then? We just, we just, yeah. It okay. was just a dance that the middle school put on. I think there was just a DJ there. I just remember walking across, dude, like like the dance floor. Yeah. And uh, Gangsters Paradise would play by Coolio. <laughs> man, I felt like I was ten feet tall, man, because you know it was like that was your jam. I Sadie Hawkins dance ninth grade. Someone else asked me, right? How awesome. It was great. No, it was like, it was a girl that I was friends with. I was not interested in. And that was a rarity at that time. But we went to a restaurant and I didn't really eat barbecue wings at the Uh time. I ordered them though, for some reason, I guess just to try them out and proceeded to eat all of them without using my napkin once. Nice. Now, the reason I did this was not to be a a shit pig. I figured, oh, I only have this one napkin and this is going to get really sloppy. So I'll wait until it's all done with. And then I'll clean up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is I'm very pale and it was very strong sauce. So it pretty much stained my face. Like I, <laughs> I it may have been only me noticing it, but yeah. like I go to the bathroom and I'm already looking like a, like a slob. And then I go to the bathroom. I'm like trying to wipe it off. And I'm like, I feel like this just isn't completely wiping off. And like, I just imagine this poor girl. She was so kind. She asked me to go somewhere and I'm just sitting there just eating like a caveman. Yeah. just blah, 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 blah. And then. And now I'm walking around looking like half a clown. Oh, man. Well, that that's what you will be rewarded with when you ask a uh, ninth grader. It stained your pale it face. Did. It stained like my lips and stuff. It wasn't a lot, but if you were close to me, I bet you could tell. The yellow four and red five yes. or whatever was in the yes. hot sauce. Absolutely. That's some funny shit. <laughs> Well, hopefully, Elmira has all that to look forward to. She's going to the dance. It's a hop. It's a sock hop. Uh-huh. So it's kind of 50s themed, yeah. you know, lots of do, lots of fast do-up. Oh, Gotta wait poodle skirts, for that. baby. Poodle skirts. Now, the brain, meanwhile, has created a mind control love potion type thing. Uh, he drained pheromones from an ant, an insect, uh-huh. and then combined that with frosted donut 
toast cereal. <laughs> it sounds really fucking good. Right. Like, yeah. sign me up right now. I was definitely a Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. I also really liked Cheerios with bananas, just straight up. Mm. Do not no, make that you. face no, at me. No, thank you. Oh, are you wearing a frock right now? Are you wearing robes? <laughs> oh, no, because you're not the judge of me. Okay. <laughs> There's no bailiff. Well, what's what's your cereal then, pal? Uh, you're Well, you're going to laugh at me, but okay. life. Life cereal. That's my jam, bro. I'm only laughing because it sounded like, it's like, what's your drug of choice? Life. <laughs> life is my drug. Yeah, uh, life's my jam. I, I, people that. say it's a boring one, but dude, I just, it's, that's my fucking yeah. jam. I like, that is my go-to. I like checks. Chocolate checks, bro. Mm-hmm. I like I oh. like the rice checks. I like the okay. rice. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I like sweet ones, but the Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Rice Krispies were pretty much my sweet ones. I was, I had such a sweet tooth, still do. I don't know why I didn't just ask for like, what is it? Like the chocolate chip cookie cereal that's just cookies and milk cookie crisp yeah or like there was i remember as a kid i don't know why i wouldn't have eaten the pop tart cereal that we used to have oh hell yeah maybe i did but i remember there was a letterman on letterman one time he said pop tart cereal mom's way of saying she just doesn't give a damn anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's so true it's like i'm just buying candy for you to put into milk and shove into your face before you go to school Shout and get to Letterman, bro. Oh man. I used to watch the shit out of him. Yeah. He, my dad well, did. he was right. He was yeah. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh he he combined the cereal with these pheromones to make a mind control. It reminds me of the love. Did you ever see Love Potion number nine? I know it's a song, but there was a movie with Sandra Bullock and Tate Donovan. I know of it, and I remember watching the oh, yeah. uh the preview for it. I remember the preview was heavy. It was a, a constant rental for me as a kid. It's like a weirdly horny movie that also doesn't go a lot of places it should to be a good horny movie. Weirdly horny. Weirdly horny, but not horny enough. So you said it was Sander and who else? Uh, it was it, not Brendan Fraser, right? No, no, no. <laughs> why did I just make that up? That would have been great. Sandra Bullock and then Tate Donovan. Uh, he was on the OC. You, you'll know him if you see his was face. Was he in Oz? I'm checking. I'm checking the vaults right now. <laughs> no, I don't see him on the on okay. our on I our gotcha. registrar. Yeah. <laughs> It's that kind of thing where it's like when people hear your voice, yeah, that you're gonna obey them or fall in love with them. In this, but I, that's the thing. It's like it's based on pheromones, so it makes me think love, sex. But I, I don't think that's what Brain was going for. Yeah, he just wanted something that would people would obey him. Yeah, as though they are the ants obeying the queen ant because uh-huh. that's the trick. You will yeah. be the queen. Yeah, Brain put it specifically into a skull and crossbones bottle. Yes, and if a bottle is just skull and crossbones, like there's uh-huh. not even other shit on it, I assume it comes from Hot Topic. You know, yeah, like. It's, right. It's probably just a perfume, but he put it in this bottle for safekeeping and put it in the medicine cabinet. Yep. Well, here's the problem. Pinky told Elmira it was perfume for pirates, uh-huh. <laughs> which that's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. It I makes did, sense. It does. I mean, that would just be like fish musk uh-huh. or, or chum, you know, yeah. something <laughs> or I, yeah, just something real strong. Yeah. Walk the plank. And they have to get it off of her or the world obey her uh-huh that's bad don't yeah. do that oh that's no bueno so they got to get over to the dance where the dj rocking johnny hot <laughs> played by ben stein i thought it was someone doing an impression of ben stein well, oh that was really him. that was actually ben stein oh, wow i don't know he he was having a moment for some reason in the late 90s ben stein's money yeah, that, i don't even know how that got to be what it was you know because he was just a side like a side character in uh ferris bueller's day well, off and... i feel like that's people who knew him from that stuff yeah we're just putting him in things yeah there, there is like there's a cycle for people who are a character in a thing you'll see them get recycled later on sometimes and it's like oh the people who grew up watching that 
are now in power. And so Ben Stein gets cast in things yeah. for, for a while now. Um, his character is studying for a real estate exam. So you dance and I'll study for my real estate license. Oh, and no requests. Otherwise, I'll play Black Sabbath until your ears explode. Now go boogie or something. <laughs> well, now you got me interested. Don't me with a good time. Yeah. He mostly plays fast you up, which is great. That's a yeah. good time. I like that. <laughs> There are a few characters that I think are, are regulars on the show. There's this rude preppy girl named Vanity White, which I guess is like a play on Vanna White yep. from Patch Sajak's show. Yep. Uh-huh. Willow, <laughs> Wheel Willow of Fortune. Misfortune. Yes. Um, she is a Karen in training. Very much so. She wants to see the manager. Yep. She may have already talked to the manager, for all you know. I need everyone's numbers. Stand close to me. That way I'll look even more radiant than I usually do. Okadokaroonie poop. You also have a bully named Rudy, who Elmira has a crush on. Yep. And this kid, like, we, if you've seen any 90s, you know, kids movies, you've seen... He's a fat kid with the chili bowl. Yes, exactly right. Yep. This kid is played by Bart Simpson herself, <laughs> Nancy oh, Cartwright. Yeah, that's Hell where you know yeah. that voice from. Give me a dollar or I'll pound you. Now get lost before I knuckle ah! up your head. They're in the mix. <laughs> Pinky and the Brain show up to the dance finally, and you know that they cannot show up. Just looking like a couple of mice. Yep. I don't really know why. I feel like they would be less noticed and they could probably just do what they need to do. Right. But they don't. <laughs> Instead, we get the return of the human suit, the uh-huh. Krang human suit from <laughs> their first episode, <laughs> but in a new form that apparently is featured often on this uh-huh. version of the show, which is Patty Ann, <laughs> Elmira's quote unquote cousin. So it's this fucking jacked Swolezilla body. <laughs> But in a a doll's girl suit, uh-huh. like it's a dress that no girls ever wore. <laughs> it has an apron built they, into they, it. They might have, like in the twenties, yeah, like like in like in a schoolhouse in Deadwood, <laughs> they were wearing the shit because well, there's an apron built into it. It's the thing that slays me. Like it's just it is just a uh, the doll. hair, bro. It all it all yeah. It, me it's up. like pigtails, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, but otherwise, it's still just the mouse head sticking out of this weird body, and still just like way too thick a uh-huh. body. There's some confusion for me because Almira seems to acknowledge that the brain in this body is actually her cousin, Patty Ann. Uh-huh. I guess she is that level of dumb that she she just is like, well, yeah, that's my cousin because some they told me they are. Yeah. So she accepts that. <laughs> um, but Rudy, the bully, is crushing hard on Patty Ann. And I got to say, Rudy, if this is your taste. <laughs> that's what you're into, brother. If you are into disturbing recreations of women's bodies, be patient. Because real dolls are around the corner, buddy. It's 1998. They're coming. You'll be swimming in them. <laughs> so Almira goes to Patty Ann, mm-hmm. who she thinks is her cousin. This, this is part of the problem of this layout of characters. You've got Brain and Pinky. Smart, dumb, right? Uh-huh. Now you've got another character that is dumb. So you can't have them be the same level of dumb. So Pinky stays pretty dumb. And then you have to make Almira like... Lower than dog IQ level, <laughs> dumb, where she just believes that this monstrosity uh-huh. is her cousin and is begging, please, if you leave and let me have Rudy, I'll give you the perfume that I have. Yep. That's, <laughs> I'll give you the pirate perfume. This is like cruel on the creator's part, uh-huh. in my opinion. Like they just turned the knob down and made her an even dimmer bulb. Right. It's, it's cruel. <laughs> Well, at least Brain has his juice now, mm-hmm. and now he can rule the world. Only problem is, Patty Ann's fingers seem to be a little funky today, yep. mal- malfunctioning. 
spills the juice all on the DJ all over yep. Benstein. Yep. <laughs> and people swarm him like zombies, but do not seem to be obeying him. Uh-huh. So I guess the shit didn't work. Because the, the idea is like, it spills on you, they come to you, and then they do what you say. Yes. But they they just are like, <laughs> swarming him. And he just runs out and is like telling them to leave him alone, and they are not doing that. So I think Brain dodged a bullet on this one. Calls them the children of the corn or yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. reference. <laughs> Steve Carpenter's children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, baby. <laughs> and it's so. Was it bad? Was it really that much worse an episode from the real world one we watched? No, not at all. I mean, I like I, I lol on this one because of Patty Ann. Patty yeah. Ann, Patty Ann took me over the edge. It's I liked it. Funny, yeah, I that, liked it, bro. Yeah, I already knew how they felt about the show before I watched it, so that yeah. probably colored my my viewing of it a little bit. But the same people were involved, a lot of them, so they still did a good job. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It almost seems like what you should do is just Elmira half the show and then Pinky and the yeah, Brain yeah, half yeah. the show. Because me personally, I, I don't need Elmira in my in my show. You know, I, no, I don't she, need that. But She's a garnish. Well, she yeah, she's a garnish. Uh-huh. There's, there's steak, there's potatoes, and there's garnish. Uh-huh. And it's like steak <laughs> is brain, potatoes is Pinky, and garnish is... That should be your Elmira, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they just tried to involve her too much. Yeah, because now we're at her house. It's it's a bit much. Well, it's it's demystifying. Uh. Like now, I don't believe she's dangerous anymore. <laughs> it's like if you see a rock star's house where they go to buy their groceries and what kind of bread they get. Like, God damn it, you're not you're a human to me now. Oh man, now now how, how funny would it be if it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Bone Fest? <laughs> I would love it. I, I would say good on y'all for committing. Uh-huh. And being true to the character. It looks normal outside, but inside, just wind chimes on a, of a rib. Just animals on meat hooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may have enjoyed it, but the people weren't feeling Pinky and Brain and Elmira. It, it, it's 1998, 1999. It feels like the era for these things had kind of come to a close. Uh-huh. Uh, we were, we, we were, were all aging. We're all getting this is, older. This is too true, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think a lot of the people that were the biggest watchers probably were getting into junior high and high school yeah. around this time. So, but the show wasn't that well received. People aren't watching oh, what anymore. What about the chart though? The chart wasn't, cl- <laughs> the chart that you talked about earlier <laughs> was made up. Was made up, Travis. Yeah. yeah you just, you just, yeah, you just keep trying to spin ass. this story. Yeah. Yeah. Cram it back up there. Yep. We'll do. On mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ratings are dropping. It's just not working. And it seems like the people involved in the show weren't enjoying it anymore. It gets canceled. Mm-hmm. So no more Pinky Brain and Elmira. That's the last of those Spielberg cartoons still going. Spielberg walks away from cartoons. Oh, man. Yep. Until 2020 when the Animaniacs <laughs> they return. Back, baby. Your favorite. Oh, man. I'm so glad. I remember <laughs> we were talking about Animaniacs right before this. they came back to the air. Yep. Animaniacs came back 2020 reboot on which one, Travis? Oh, Hulu, baby. Hulu. You get paid every <laughs> time shirt. we mention Hulu. I just Hulu. ripped my shirt up. <laughs> yes. And it says property of Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got a Hulu tat. They are a part of the 2020 Animaniacs reboot. I think it would be great to revisit them there as well as the Warner people. Yeah. Yeah. Those Warner people. You know what they're like. <laughs> But they've already WB, shown up. Baby. And I didn't know it had run for two seasons, and Pinky and Brain have already shown up in 24 segments over there. Still the most popular, I bet. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Spielberg's back. Back in action. Are we back, baby? He's back. Whatever he's doing right now, you know he's in a trailer somewhere, eating popcorn, uh-huh. drinking a Diet Coke, and watching <laughs> dailies from the Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain reboot. Beautiful man. Steve. Carpenter. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
All right. Well, thank you to Steve Carpenter. Thank you to <laughs> all of you for joining us, uh, pondering what we've been pondering today on the Days Past Tooncast. If you'd like to take over the world, help us get a little bit closer to taking over the world, you can head over to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Give us a five-star rating or whatever's the highest. If the highest is 10, don't give us five. Give us 10. Mm-hmm. Give us the full mm-hmm. ride and leave a written review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, go to Twitter and Instagram at DPTuneCast, um, and you can find all of our podcasts on DPTuneCast.com or uh, you know wherever you pump your pods, and we will continue to chip away at our spreadsheet. And if you head over to that that website, just that's a really good place to pump. Dude, that's it is. That's a good pump spot. Yeah. yeah. You can go other places, but that's that's kind of the hub. That's a one-stop pump stop. Yeah. One-stop yeah. pump spot. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. There yeah it is. One pump, jump, something. Yep. Now, what has to happen at this juncture is we got to decide what cartoon we're going to watch next episode. And by we got to decide, I mean, I got to decide because it's my turn. Yes, sir. Okay. There's something that happens every year around this time. And it's just a beauty of a beautiful spectacle of nature. The leaves start to fall and the spirit stores start to appear Mm -hmm. in in strip malls everywhere. (laughs) There's one walking distance from here. old, Old shut down Toys R Us's everywhere. That's right. I'm seeing them pop up. That lets me know that October is about to be here. October's here. That means Halloween's coming. Halloween's coming. That means we got to do something in the spooky spirit, which means that on the next episode of the Days Past Tooncast, we will be discussing Tales from the Crypt. Keeper. Not Tales from the Crypt. That's an HBO series. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about (laughs) Tales from the Crypt Keeper, an animated cartoon adaptation of that definitely Uh R-rated horror anthology on HBO itself, an adaption. Oh, this will be fun. Of a comic from the 1950s. It's going to be way fun. This will be good. We're going to have a good time. Because this this was definitely played Saturday mornings. Okay. This made it Saturday morning. I I never saw it, but we're going to see it, and we're going to talk about it. Hell yeah. Because it's that time of the year. So, uh, bone up. Halloween style on uh, on Tales from the Crypt Keeper on Tales from the Crypt uh, Oz definitely go check out Oz if you're into horror and is there an Oz cartoon can we do it we should probably look at the rights I yeah. think we've mentioned it often enough that yep. they may just give them to us yeah <laughs> and until that time comes tutor my duder uh, tutor my duder you got to get on this Hulu package if you love the sport. Oh. <laughs> Listen, bro, if you want to watch college basketball live at two in the morning, <laughs> I'm your guy. Look, if you want to join an all in the family rerun 45 minutes into its replay. You don't understand. Well, I can pause live television. <laughs>